three of you guys, and I think you may have to. That much. That mic is lost. Okay. This one's live, yeah? Okay, so you guys you said everyone had their own. Uh, we're down one mic. Okay, no problem. We only have three. Okay. Seconds, so. Look how good you look in that. Look how good you look in that. jacket looks good. I'm trying. I, it was the angle. I know it is. It's a good angle. It's a good angle for you. The thing is, it still doesn't put any hair on my head. You know what? I, I look fat. In this thing. Still, still no hair. I'm looking for the hair. I need the hair. Oh, there goes our branding. The filter with hair on it. There goes your branding. It's there. Well, I still look fat. <laughs> it wasn't a, no, no, you, you it's tried. horizontal. It's you horizontal. tried. I can't take it. You gotta go black. I'm done with black. All black. 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 I don't care. Black. I, I, I want to put it back on. I'll put it back on. All right, hold tight. All right, guys, we're going to start Start up with the uh, Booker's Q&A. Uh, thank you. Thank you to everyone for coming out. Uh, I'd like to introduce everyone who's on our panel today. Directly to my right is Steve Smith from Artist West Entertainment. He's been doing stand-up for 19 since 1982. So let's have a hand for Steve. <laughs> Next on our panel is David Kay, owner of Slapstick's Comedy Club, and he's been doing stand-up since 1987. <laughs> and we also have Brian Spina from Off the Hook Comedy Club. He also runs Captain's Log Podcast and owns Captain Brian's Spirits, Spirit Line. Yeah. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ryan. Great name. Big name. It's a good name for showbiz. Just call me guys. Um, so, my name is Jason Rowland, I'm the VP of the World Series, I also run a company called ComedyFeedback.com, uh, well I guess it's not called .com, uh, and today is our Booker's Q&A. Uh, I want to go over a few set questions with our Booker's first, and then we'll open up uh, questions to the floor. Uh, if you guys grab the uh, program book that we've printed out, um, one of the things that we did over the course of the year is that we spoke with a number of Booker's at the satellite events we went to throughout uh, the year. And if you go to page 30 and 31, there's a transcription of a number of the questions that we've asked. So take the program book with you and you'll have uh, questions from four bookers. Uh, Matt Chavez from LA Comedy Club in Vegas. Ike Daniel, who's here this week from Joker's uh, Club in Indy. Uh, Heather O'Loughlin, I hope I'm pronouncing that right from Drop Comedy Club, and uh, Barry Buckland, who ran Laugh Lines in Vancouver. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna ask these same five questions to the panel, and then we'll go to questions from the audience. So uh, first and foremost, so let's just go with, uh, what do you look for in the comedy uh, comedians that you guys book, Brian? Uh, okay, so not only do I like to have comedians at the club that are easy to work with, I think that's a, a huge bonus because right. there's plenty of comics out there that are super funny that uh, don't get a lot of work from me because they're way too high maintenance. Um, but I also, I think one of the first things that I would say I do at this point is I look at their Instagram and Facebook following um, and then I'll look at their videos. Okay. I can use this one. Uh, I think for me, uh, what I look for, uh, first of all, I have to be uh, consistently funny. Uh, through through any kind of video that they that they send me, um, 
And uh, I look for good promo as far as headshots, clear, clear headshots. And uh, uh, I, I like to have bios and information about them because without that, I'm, I'm kind of clueless as to what, you know, where to, where to put them, as far as like whether it's an MC spot or a feature spot, headline spot, or if they can, if they if they work clean or dirty, uh, or uh, corporate or uh, family friendly or whatever it is that they're looking, at, whatever that, you know, whatever slot they're going to fit into, and uh, that's funny. I I, I I'm. I have to say, the, the, you're the, right. you know, I, I understand. I, I certainly understand that. Uh, the the uh, the following, and you know what? I've booked comedians specifically because uh, I've booked certain shows specifically because of that following. But for me, that's not uh, the, uh, just because you have a, a huge Facebook following. For me, it does not mean that they might be hilariously funny. I I actually jumped the gun. They still have to be funny. Right. But I'm saying, in general, those are some of the things that I look for. For sure, they have to be funny. I mean, but like I said, there's a lot of funny people. They just have to have all the rest of their ducks in a line for me to book them as well. Uh, for me, I, I have an agency. I, I book comedians on cruise ships. I started this agency uh, about 15 years ago uh, to take care of the comedians. There's a lot of agencies out there that just didn't seem to represent the comic. I'm a comic, I've been a comic for a long time. So myself and my partner, Ron Reed, who ran the Comedy Underground and the Comedy uh, Seattle Comedy Competition for years, uh, we started this agency. And uh, what I look for in a comic, right off the bat, is a good quality video. You know, I had a guy the other, I was just telling somebody the other day, send me a video of him shot on an iPhone, him holding the iPhone down while he's doing his stand-up set in the back of a Chinese restaurant. So I passed on that one. Shocking. Yeah, I think, right? Yeah, no. That's... Uh, and I look for clean, too, because obviously uh, cruise ships, even though a lot of them have uh, comedy clubs on where you can do your club set, uh, you do have to have a good chunk of family-friendly clean material. So I look for high-quality tapes. Uh, I can tell if you're a comedian right off the bat within 30 seconds. I'm sure you guys can, too. And, uh, uh, and then I'll watch the rest of it and uh, see what you got. So, But start with that really good, high-quality video uh, before you even submit. Because you may be a really good comic, but if it's shot blurry and shit, you know, we're just kind of going to go, uh, what, what is it? I can't tell. And it's, the sound is off, you know, just spend the money. Spend the money and get a good take. All right, one follow-up I have uh, related to that for you, Ryan, is uh, I know that you guys do a podcast, and uh, have you found that uh, you have maybe more loyal uh, followers from a podcast point of view than you would just from general Twitter and Facebook uh, followers? Uh, well, I, I leverage a podcast to do a number of things. Uh, I found that through social media with my podcast, I can offset the spending because I have a lot more people that start following nonstop because I just put up so much content all the time. Um, and then I, so I kind of trick the fans into realizing, wow, they're getting an ad because I do all the big headliners uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, usually on my show. And we just basically talk about their life, them as a comic, and them performing at the club. So I think that um, I, that's how I use it. But for the, for the comedians themselves, um, that's one of the biggest things right now, I would say. But it's not, for me, uh, it's not the, uh, the, the go button for when I book them. Okay. 
some acts, of course, they have huge podcasts and you can't ignore it. It's that's their bread and butter. But um, I think I was also speaking more towards uh, maybe my off nights and also my features and openers um, because uh, we do, you know, a lot of major headline shows. So um, those guys are all, you know, movie stars and TV stars on, on a weekly basis. But um, yeah, I think the podcast is is gets a lot of loyal, loyal fans if you can get a good following um, and put up a lot of video, Instagram and Facebook. Put up the put up the material. Don't be don't be afraid to do it. One of the I think one of the uh, hesitations some bookers have with people with large followers on Twitter and Facebook is twofold. One, are all of those followers real or are they bots? And then the second thing is how does that represent your club regionally compared to their followership? It's a very small portion. You have to really just look at that and, and take that into consideration, but you can't base your whole thing on it unless they break million. I mean, if someone has 40,000 followers and like, I have 40,000 followers on Instagram, great. There's nine people that, that come from Naples, Florida that are going to come see the show, if that. So that's not going to pay the bill. Okay. Um, so the next question that we went into with some of the bookers earlier this year is, what's the best way to be considered for work at your venue? Um, that's basically kind of, uh, is it better to showcase, better to be seen on video, good submission video, that sort of thing? Uh, okay, for me, um, both. I, I, we do, try to do a showcase every year somewhere and bringing the bookers out from the different cruise lines to come see the comics. Yeah, uh, so that's a great way to get booked and to get on that showcase uh, really helps. And then throughout the year, when we're not showcasing, it's only one night, uh, we will submit uh, videos. Uh, to the bookings. Okay. Most of the bookings that I do are, are, are through my, uh, through email. I do most of my booking through that. Uh, so if um, you have my events at slapsticksproductions.com, I would submit to that. Okay. Um, I do look at, I do watch videos all the way through, for the most part, unless it's really horrible. <laughs> and then I'll, then I'll, then I won't watch it. But then sometimes I'll watch it just because it's horrible. Uh, it's horrible, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta agree with that. One. <laughs> as long as, as long as you provide a, a you know, a, a decent video to me and say, and 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 don't don't be shy. Uh, about you know sending your avails on a very, on a regular basis. Once you're on my once you're on my list of comics who I because uh, I send a lot. Of, typically, what I'll do is I send out my work. I'll get people's emails. I put them all on my uh, um, uh, work drop list, and I'll send out work. Um, you know, basically about once a month, and, and I'll try to go. I try to book out as far as I can, six to eight months for a lot of the events that I do. And I should mention that most of the stuff that I do, I'd say 80% of the work I do is fundraising. Um, it's comedy, it's, they're comedy shows. I have an event called The Funny Fundraiser and it's uh, usually G, PG-13. I try not to do, I, I, I don't go R for, my, for those shows, but I do have a couple of other, I do have other rooms that I book uh, my comedy club rooms that uh, are, you know, no no restrictions. So I always say, and if you're gonna if you're gonna send me something, I would say try to send clean versus dirty, uh, and try to write clean versus really dirty too, because that 
that just opens you up for a lot more different uh, uh, venues. That's all I have nothing more. Than this. <laughs> um, okay, so a couple, you, you touched on some good points, but my thing is, is that on a daily basis, I probably get two to 20 submissions. It's too much. Uh, my first response back is that, um, do you have a comic or a club that somebody can, you know, vouch for you? That's my, if I don't know who you are at that point, and that, that's my go-to, I'll say that. Um, a lot of times I won't watch too many videos. I know some guys do, but I watch comedy nonstop around the clock, and if I haven't seen you yet, then somebody better vouch for you before it's gonna be enough for me to, you know, take time to watch. That, that's good too, if you have a reference from some other comedians that you've worked with, or clubs that yeah, you've clubs worked with. Yeah, or, or clubs or comedians, Clubs, comedians, or other bookers that, that I know, that, that you know. And mutual, so that that definitely helps. Um, I and I'll follow up on that and make sure the reference likes you. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a lot I've of had some where I go, you know, this guy recommended me to you guys, and the, you know, and then I call him up, and the guy goes, I go, how is he? Is he a good comic? He goes, eh. So you know, <laughs> make sure the comic likes you. Uh, part of my role with the comedy mix was I booked the room there as well, and I, I know some of you have seen this uh, seminar in the past where I moderated. But just to let you guys know, the day I left the Comedy Mix, I had an email inbox folder called Comics Looking for Work. It had 1,100 emails in it. And if you do the math, it's incredible. Uh, at a full club, there's 52 weeks, three spots a week. That's 156 weeks of work available. Probably 40 of the headline spots are already going into regular rotation of people you bring once a year. You have to accommodate all the locals. I used to estimate I probably had 50 weeks of work between MC, middle, and headliner available to anyone looking for work. So if you do the math, 50 out of 1,100, it's like 4%. You have a 96% rejection rate just being an, a good comic. You have to have thick skin. I have 107,000 unopened emails in my inbox right now. That's so there's no doubt. I mean, you just have to... Keep working it, keep working it. Dougie calls me all the time, he's a great comic. I would use him all the time, but you do have to get other people in the mix. Like, you know, it, it's hard to, it's hard for a club to do that. And uh, one thing that David touched upon, and maybe we can get the answers from the uh, two other panelists, is how often should you follow up uh, after you've made contact with the club? As often as you can. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have no problem. Like, every week some comics ask me, can, can you work this week? I don't have a problem with it. It's a, you know, that's a personal preference, but. And I think that's a great lesson because what you need to do as a comic is you can't come to bat with a standard approach for every club or venue or booking agent. You need to adapt your approach to each individual. Like, you can't shoehorn them into the way you want to get booked. You have to be malleable to the way that they book their particular venue. What about you guys? Do you do text? I do a lot. If somebody has my my tech my number and they're texting me, they're probably seventy percent more likely to get booked for sure than if they email me because I get so many people who email me that I don't know, right. and somehow if they have my cell phone, they must know somebody or know something. So if you can get somebody's cell phone, it's that's the golden buzzer. <laughs> What's your cell number? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I watch every video and answer every uh, email, but I'm more direct than these guys because obviously they have weeks to fill 
and uh, slots open or not open. I, uh, I'm signing you on to an agency, so uh, I'm watching your video with that in mind. And I'll either say, uh, I want to see more, or you know, try me back at a later time, send more video, or something like that. But I'll answer everybody and watch at least three to 30 seconds of your video. <laughs> no, I watched the whole thing. All right, I think we're at a stage where we can open up some questions to the audience. Ira's going to be going around with uh, Mike, so just hands up. He'll follow you, and then we'll open the question. Let's start with Sean Patrick here. This is going to be fun watching Ira on the <laughs> Okay, you said within 30 seconds you know if you're a comic, but how long should a video be that I'm submitting? Uh, for me, I'll, I'll start with a seven to a 10 minute video. Uh, of, you know, family friendly. Everybody can work a club in here because that's why you're here. But can you work my, what I do? It's different. Every, you know, everything you guys do is different because I've, I've lived it since 82. I, I have not, I've done nothing but stand up comedy since 1982. So I know what the clubs are like, and I know what they pay, and I know what they do. So every venue is different. Every club is different. Every corporate gig is different. Everything you guys do, are going to do is going to be a little twist on your act. You know what I mean? Some will adapt, some won't. So I'll watch the 7 and 10, and then usually I'll ask to see more if I'm interested from them. But I can tell if you're a good, comfortable, in control, uh, a confident stand-up comedian within 30 seconds. I really can't. I've watched too much tape. Absolutely, you know right off the bat. Yeah. Um, also, like coming from a club perspective, don't forget we have weekends that we want to fill, but we have one-nighters. We have uh, a lot of times there might be some kind of niche little show, and so you may not be the perfect fit for a, a full weekend. But you know, if I have some kind of uh, different night. I'm always looking for different acts. So it's not always the same thing I'm looking for every time. For sure, it's not. Yeah, I'd say seven to 10 is a, is a good start. Um, and just go right into the act. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you just have your name and, uh, a, and, and now coming to the stage, right. whatever your name is. Don't, th these are the ones I hate. Come to the stage! You've seen Joe and Joe, here he comes. You know, like they have like 17 different people, uh, you know, introducing them, you know, at different venues. Oh, and, right, you right, know, right. And there's music playing and there's all kinds of angles. And he's like, yeah. It's just all this fluff in, in front. Don't just cut, cut the fluff. Just go right to your act, uh, you know. You don't want a little bio or anything about you. I mean, unless it's on, you know, unless you're doing something, if you're sending a, a video from, uh, you know, from Last Comic Standing or from uh, America's Got Talent or a nationally uh, televised show where you're sitting down with the host, then yes, that's absolute. But if it's just doing a club show. Yeah, not 20 open mics, no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, back to that question again, I also do like, when you send like your schedule, because I do want to see the other clubs you're playing right. as well. So you can send me like, you know, a little a brief clip of how many clubs you played, the dates, and then what you have open. You don't just have to send me what's open. I want to. I like to see what other clubs you played recently. Yeah. Um, and that kind of plays into referral as well, because then uh, club owners talk to each other, Absolutely. and so they can find out how that weekend went for someone. Uh, Sean Patrick also that leads in really well to the fact that on Thursday. At 3 p.m., there's going to be a set construction seminar here in this room. 
and it's gonna be focused a lot on video submissions. Who's doing that? Uh, some Canadian dude. <laughs> some guy from Canada who's come all the way to the Golden Arches. <laughs> all right. There's a McDonald's here? Yeah, you may. Uh, Leslie. So this question is also kind of about referrals. So clearly we're all from different regions and everything. How do we know which comments you know, which clubs you're familiar with? How, how do we know which referrals to work on getting? Uh, there's not many I don't know. So I think they'll say the same thing. It's not a huge industry. I mean, there's, there's I don't know how many clubs, but most of, if, you, if I see a comic, I pretty much know it, most of everyone they play on their schedule for the most part. Yeah, and you can look at, at any club's lineup for the year or two, and if, if the, your referral has played that club, then that's a pretty good sign that you, you know that referral will work. Or you ask the referral, "Have you played his club?" Then you, you know, same thing for me. Look on my roster. Exactly. If you look on my roster, uh, if you know them and they want to refer you, perfect. That's how I found you. <laughs> Yeah, you've been good to us. You've provided us some, some great, great comedians. Thanks. Same with me. I use comedians as well. Yeah, me too. And uh, the, the nice thing about it is, is the comics do travel. Uh, I've, I will say that a lot of the comics that I've typically used are East Coast comics uh, or uh, East of the Mississippi. Um, only for the fact that I don't want you to have to travel 22 hours for uh, you know a couple hundred bucks. Um, make it worth your while to to make to uh, to make that trip. No matter where you're going, uh, you know route yourself. And if you're gonna if you want to come to Pittsburgh and work my club, and you're coming from Denver, uh, you know try to find a couple of other interconnecting gigs to get you there. Because coming in for you know a, a feature spot on a one-nighter or a, a weekend room is is a killer, I know. I did it myself, but... Uh, It'll cut down on your cancellations then, too. Polite questions to the booker are always great after you've been booked at a place. Um, at the Comedy Mix, we would be aware if someone's traveling a long way and say, hey, we pay our Tuesday and Wednesday night headliners. If you can make your way to the city a day or two earlier, I can supplement your weekend income by giving you additional paid work. And we were also really plugged into the local scene and knew people who would run a bar show that had a $50 headliner gig. That's not great, but that's probably a tanky dance or two. And so the comedy community is very supportive in general of each other. Sometimes we fight amongst each other, but we don't fight with other industries. We protect each other and support each other. And so that's one of the things that, don't be afraid to ask that question once you develop a relationship with a booker. So is there anything else in your region that I could do on the way? Like obviously you don't want to do a competing club in the same I was just going to say that. You, once, you get, once you get booked or they, they agree that they want to bring you in, there's no problem with asking. I think that probably more than half the comics will ask and I will give every one of them, hey, try this club, try this club, but don't play this club. So make sure you want, if you're doing that, you don't want to uh, compete with some of their surrounding clubs, but ask them, that way they tell you which ones to go to. See, that's, that's something I hated as a comic. I just hated that. Because you, you, you're booking guys who don't have a draw or a name, but you won't let them play 
two miles down the block. Well, okay, so I, this is a good conversation. <laughs> I mean, and, I mean, and by the way, we can, I, I, I'm sorry. I, uh, no, just I, from a comic standpoint. And, I, and I, we can talk about this on my podcast. By the way, I'm going to set up my podcast and we're going to be live and anybody can come on and we'll talk about it and you can ask me questions and whatever you want to do, I'll be here all week. But it makes a good point. However, I spend a quarter of a million dollars a year advertising and the top four radio stations in my market uh, pretty much have my comics on every week. And therefore, I will put you on the radio if you're going to be working this show, especially if you're like headlining a Thursday or a Wednesday night or a Sunday. See, that um, makes more sense. That, so, to me, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense of why you shouldn't play that other book. Correct. I started comedy before radio. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, never, that never made sense. You're big in the parchment paper. Oh, Shroud of Steve, I would send out to get books. Cassette tapes. I used to send cassette tapes. Wow. Uh, ever? Yes. Walker. Yeah, I was going to say something about, uh, about working clubs across town. I would always used to, I'm, I'm on your side as far as. Uh, like in Fort Worth, Dallas, Randy Butler would always say, you can work hyenas in Fort Worth, I'll book you, but you can't work the Dallas Improv. And that's 45 minutes away, about an hour away. And I told him, I said, I have the ability to only work a certain amount of clubs. You know, if I can stay here in town, why can't I do it six months apart? Six months apart, I, I found lots of followings, like in Wichita, whenever I come back six months apart. You know, that's the only way that I built the following. One year, people, I mean, man, you, so you, it's gonna take me four or five appearances before I find a following in one Is year. it the same radio market? The same radio market for both clubs? Or uh, two yes. yes, they are. Probably the reason, uh, uh, I'm sure. Okay, okay, but I mean, in the end, uh, you can book other radio as well. So in the end, I'm not using your same radio people to go on, I won't use the, I wouldn't, the improv doesn't use the same radio station as hyenas and board so they have one does the rock station, the other one does the classic rock station. So I mean, in my head, whenever I see that, it's like you're you're taking money away from me because I could just go down the road and spend time with my family, but you want me to hey wait another year. You know what I mean? So I kind of I'm kind of I'm, I'm that uh, with you over there that, that I, I just can't. I, I, that always hurts me. So I usually will just tell the clubs, hey, uh, uh, I'm gonna work both of you six months apart. So I mean, if they can't handle it, it's kind of like. Because how am I going to do a following in that area? I'm only there once a year. Well, sometimes the, the club club owners typically won't uh, compromise with each other on that. I don't one. zero. I just wouldn't just wouldn't book you. I'd be honest with you. I just wouldn't book you. Yeah. Okay. And I just want to say for my club in Fort Wayne, I've got a guy, and I encourage the, the open micers to grow. But what I discourage is when I bring someone that comes to the World Series of Comedy like I did last year, and I bring my calendar to book folks, then they get booked, and then they find a guy that was in the World Series the previous time and booking a bar gig that's free. And I put all this money into bringing you, and then you go into a free show, whereas my show costs 15 or $20, and people that's coming out for comedy they just come to comedy, but when you start building that following, they'll say, well, I know that when you come back in the area, you're going to come for a free show. But there's a lot of folks that don't believe it. Not all stage time is smart stage time. And I think sometimes you have to delineate that because on the, on this side of it, I've been a comic, I understand what you're saying. But on this side of it, liquor licenses, all the fees that we have to pay to try to build it up, and so can go to someone who has a slow night and say, hey, we're going to work again. Pardon the print, it screws us, and it screws the industry, in my opinion. 
He was pointing at me as an example that wasn't me. <laughs> All right, Nikki? Uh, just a question back to Tate. You know, sometimes we go, we're at the club, we know we got like the pro tape, everything's hooked up, and then someone heckles us. And you gotta do a bit of crowd work to get out of it. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, now my tape's gone. Do you guys, if there is a bit of crowd work, if the crowd, someone in the crowd comes back after you, you deal with it, but you move on? Or are you guys like, eh, no, crowd work, bye? I prefer it. I prefer to edit it out. I'd rather just see joke, 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 or, you know, material versus uh, going into the crowd work. Now, that's just for me. So, I mean, I don't know what anybody else, uh, what other uh, bookers right. prefer. But I, but I prefer, I don't want to see uh, a bunch of uh, crowd work or, you know, you uh, talking to someone that I can't hear the other side of the conversation. So it, it's best just to clip that out. So just send your best, send your best you one, fade it. it out or just okay. cut it, just fade to the next one or cut it. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. I'm not, for me, I'm not looking for production quality. Uh, is all I'm looking for is production quality is sound uh, is it audible and can I see you clearly uh, more audible than seeing clearly because I can close my eyes and hear the laughter and I can hear the joke uh, but uh, um, if it's uh, if it's a lot of crowd work or a lot of people talking and you hear the clinking of glasses and stuff make sure that, that it's audible and clear, that's all. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you to edit. Or tell the booker, uh, this tape has a lot of crowd work in it. Uh, but, but most bookers I, want to see material because we can't always do crowd work every night. Sometimes it doesn't work. So show the booker you have material to play wherever you want to play, you know? So I would say edit it out. Show material first. And then if they want to say it, then you, you want to send a second tape and go, here's a bunch of crowd work. They'll, they'll watch it, you know, but show the material first. I'm chomping at the bit here to, to interrupt. You don't need a tape. I'll tell you right now, there's Instagram, you have Facebook, and you have YouTube. Like, send me three links to whichever clips you did. Shoot them on, I'm shooting live right now. Shoot something on your iPhone or your, it's, it's okay. We, in the, in the room from professionals, we can tell right away. If you're funny enough, to, we're gonna book you. You're not gonna be headlining these clubs the first time in unless you're known pretty much for the most you know, for the most point. So send them something that they can see a few different things on it. You don't have to have big production. Like just get it out there and, and get it to them. There's a lot of clubs who just completely dismiss anyone who has any crowd work whatsoever in their submission videos. It's for someone who used to manage and book a club, it's just a can of worms you do not want opened uh, Friday at a 10 o'clock show at all. Adam? Are there any uh, places that if you see somebody playing, you won't book them because you're like, that place sucks, that guy's not good enough for my club? <laughs> I don't think we're going to call out any clubs on stage. No, 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 I'm not asking. <laughs> yeah, you're looking for a specific club that you work. Can you go for my resume? <laughs> no, what I mean is, are there, is it like I'm not booking a guy because, and I don't mean like in a, a regional conflict like Dallas, Fort Worth. I mean, do you ever see something and go, oh, this guy played that place, I'm not booking it. If there's four or five in a row, maybe, but I can tell you it works the opposite way. 
if you have you know five improvs on your list and you play in the comedy cellar, you play my club, whatever, like these guys' clubs, then it's gonna work to your benefit for sure. Yeah, if you if you're uh, standing in front of a uh, mirrored sign that says Jägermeister on it, um, <laughs> it's pretty much gonna be. I, I'm figuring that's an open mic. So, so from that place, I wouldn't. Yeah, don't send a don't send like an open mic or someplace with a really shitty looking background, or you know like I I've, I've got videos where or I've looked at YouTube videos where they're standing there, the lighting's bad, there's people walking behind them in the street, you know you can see them because they're standing in the front of a storefront that probably doesn't even do comedy, it's just some shitty coffee house that decided to do comedy on a Thursday because they couldn't get anybody through the door to buy coffee after 6.30 at night. That's another thing that I, I, I have another point to make. Um, you asked about which clubs to play. Like, So one of the best ways to get booked at my club is to come when I have some kind of showcase or open mic and I don't do very many or set up a little route where you're doing maybe five or six uh, guest spots on, in a row. Just take a weekend, you're gonna have to bite the bullet. They're not gonna pay you. You're gonna do five minute guest spots. Ask the club a hundred times, hey, when can I come to a guest spot? I'll do it for free. I just had a girl uh, this weekend, crush it. And I, she sent me a text back, How, how'd you like the show? I said, my parents were in the audience, they were like, who's this lady, Booker? So uh, I mean, I'll bring her in. I said, next time you're in town or next time you wanna work the club, I'll give you the whole weekend feature. So. Yeah, I think you could set up kind of like a hybrid tour. You could maybe try and find a few bar gigs and on the way, what clubs can I stop in and say, hey, I'm gonna be in the region, can I come and do a showcase? I think nine out of 10 club owners, as long as you gave at least a couple weeks notice, would find some room on their showcase for you, especially if you're going out of the way to travel to showcase for them. I hated doing that when I first started doing stand-up. I really hated going out and making those trips. But I found it necessary if it's, oftentimes that live audition was the thing that brought me into the club that got, that, um, and it also shows you had have a drive and initiative to go out and, and do that. Absolutely, and, then, and I also think. Uh, and I think it's a lot easier now because there's a lot more places out there that are, uh, I mean, I think we're in a pretty good comedy boom right now. And I think uh, getting directly back to your initial question, Adam, um, I think that Brian and David and Steve would probably agree that we understand that there's a progression for comedians and you have to play the clubs that offer you the opportunity to play. And what we're looking for is the quality of performance and not necessarily the location of performance. But once you've achieved the opportunity to perform in some of the clubs that are considered higher caliber, then it will be much easier to leverage opportunities in other clubs. Uh, let's go to David. Oh, okay, yeah. Ronaldo? Uh, whenever you guys are booking, do you book strictly features or do you do MCs also or do you leave the MC work for more local acts? It's YouTube. I find, uh, um, Usually if I'm gonna book an out of town MC, I will usually have the feature bring them. Uh, sometimes budget doesn't allow for uh, lodging for both. So um, they have to either double up in a room or I will uh, offer a stipend, uh, a cash stipend to both uh, uh, to uh, 
you know, for their lodging. Um, I'm not opposed. I, I bring out of town uh, MCs in all the time, uh, only because I like to see what, if, if they're a good MC, then I can say, oh, they're a good MC, maybe I can move them up in a feature slot, uh, you know, in a year or, you know, or six months, or if they really crush it, then I can say, oh, okay, I'll just move them, move them right up. But sometimes I'll, I'll have a, uh, uh, an, the, you will MC on one night and you'll feature on another. So, um, no, I'm not opposed to bringing out out-of-town MCs. And if you have some family member in that area, in my area, that you can stay at their house, that makes it so much easier. I mean, you don't even have to be funny. No, 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 no you have to be funny. I just need a body, a hot body on stage, that's all I need. Most of my shows are actually two-man shows, so the, it'll be a feature host position. Um, that's probably more popular right now with, with national headliners. They're asking to have a two-man show. Um, if they don't bring their own, which I feel like about 50% of them do, I usually will really need to make sure that the guy's funny. Um, I, so I don't take a chance on, on hosts or features at all um, unless I've seen them either perform or I've gotten a really good reference. So um, that's, that's kind of where I stand on that. The culture of comedy in Canada actually is that the MC is considered a higher position yeah, on the totem been, pole than the feature. Been and, that for a long time. And so then often those are local headliners that we're just trying to mm -hmm. find some extra work for them or national touring headliners who will come and host one week and then headline the next. Uh, so it's a little bit of a different um, animal up north. So, but it would happen, but again, it would be based on references, your past history, who you might be performing with, that sort of thing. And you get up there and you go, oh, okay, you know, I got a gig in Canada. And then you get up there and you go, oh, fuck, Norm MacDonald's MCN, shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> Canada's a great place to work. There's a lot of work and, and, and a lot, lot of, you can do tour all the way across in Melbourne. They're really helpful in setting you up. The small little towns are very supportive as well. Yeah, very there's a couple of national television shows where they just go from small town to small town and play like the community hall and they sell out like four or 500 people. Red Deer, I played there. Yeah, it's, the punchline's one of my favorite shows. Uh, David. Do you have any suggestions for those of us who only do clean comedy? Me? <laughs> Stick with it. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. You you open more more doors when you do clean comedy. You can do corporate. You can do cruises. You can do clubs. You know, if it's not you know if you're not following somebody who's filthy, you know, you got to book yourself correctly to to succeed. You know, but uh, you should write always write clean because you can always dirty it up for a club if it's if the club lets you you know be a little more dirty. But then you've got that in your pocket. You've got a you know forty five minutes of clean in your pocket which translates to, you know, an hour dirty in a club, yeah. Here's the thing with being clean as an opener. There's not a, a dirty headliner in the business who wants to have a dirty opener, okay? So everybody asks for a clean opener. Um, that's the best way to get booked, I'll tell you right now. Like, a dirty comic does not want a dirty comic in front of them, okay? If you're headlining, that's, they want all the juice of the shock. They want to be the dirtiest. They want to be, that's, that's their gig. So they want it, they'll put right in the contract.
clean opener every time. So you're, you're way more likely to get booked. As a, as a feature um, or a, a host, you gotta have clean material for sure. Okay, we'll go Cameron and then Dale. So Cameron? Um, as far as like submitting your schedules, is it better to, so let's say you're in the range where like sometimes you feature, sometimes you headline, you know, if you're in that gray area where it just depends. If you're going for like a headlining spot, is it better to just leave off your feature work or is it better to have the whole thing just so you can kind of get a feel for every place they're working? No, I think you should put them on. And I think you should try to work, uh, tell the club, hey, look, it's my first time in. Maybe you can feature me for the weekend, but I'd love to headline on Wednesday or Sunday night if you have anything like that for the week. Um, because I don't pay travel or um, hotel for features or uh, openers. So if you're going to headline like on Wednesday night, I'll bring you in on Tuesday so we can do radio on Wednesday and I'll pay for your hotel. Uh, but definitely talk to them about that and say, look, I, you know, I do headline some rooms. Is there a weekend like that? Because I, I always look for those. Also, if uh, when you're submitting your um, availabilities, make sure that we know specific dates. If you're if you're uh, open, if you're if you're booked on a Saturday night, but you want to try and fill other dates through that week, let us know all the dates that you're available. Um, sometimes I I'll get. Uh, uh, emails that are really confusing as to whether they're open or whether they, you know, what what they are trying to tell me. So I uh, I would always suggest start with if if with well for me I would say start with Wednesdays and uh, you know start the week on a Wednesday and even say you know availabilities of the weeks of starting Wednesday and then just provide all those dates. Um, I always like to see if you're working close by or if you're in like the neighboring state a week before or the week after, because then that way I'll say, oh, okay, well that makes better routing for them. Uh, I, I, I want you to be able to route well uh, through my area. I don't want you to come a thousand miles uh, for two nights and then, you know, be sitting there. I had somebody fly in I couldn't believe it. I booked them to feature uh, a Friday and a Saturday night. They flew in from uh, Washington State and then Ubered to the uh, hotel. And I'm like, what? And then the following night, the, there was another one-nighter that was another 35 miles away. And I said to the headliner, I said, you know what? You've got to give them a ride to the next gig because, I mean, they're already out. They were already losing money uh, on the gig, so. I'll, I'll touch on that. I will say that 90% of the time, if I say, hey, I, I'm looking for a feature Thursday through Sunday, and they're like, yeah, I could do it, but I'm not available on Thursday, or I'm not available on Saturday, or I'm not, I, I literally just move on because it's just too much, too confusing. I have too many other things going on. And if they can't work the whole week, then I don't want them. I can have Tony fill in for my Saturday show. Can I do it? Nine out of 10 times, I'll say. I, I, I just say. I mean, I think that kind of goes back to, to the math we were talking about before. You have 1,070 emails of people looking for work. It's pretty easy to go on to the next one instead of having to, you do extra work Correct. to book your own club. Yeah. Dale? Uh, two quick ones. Can you tell us where each of you are located? And Okay, I'll ask the second one after that. Naples, Florida, Off the Hook Comedy Club. Offthehookcomedy.com. 
Uh, Pittsburgh, PA, and uh, that's Slapsticks Comedy Club. I'm in Los Angeles and uh, Tucson. Okay. And can you define clean? <laughs> I can. I can define clean for you. Uh, not dirty. <laughs> uh, clean is if you're, if, you know, and, and this is what's crazy. In my contracts that I send out now, I actually have a list of words that you, I don't want you to say with the, with the rating because I've had so many comedians go up and use the language that I tell them not to use. Uh, and I'm not trying to censor you. All I'm doing is I'm trying to uh, provide the, my customer and my client with what they have requested. Um, when I say church clean, I mean, you know, you're not going to hear a dick joke in church, you know? I mean... <laughs> yeah, you can be dirty without using curse words, for sure. So, clean means that your comedy set is literally not offensive. Like, don't don't be offensive and say crude things. You don't have to say curses. Um, that's part of it, but you don't have to say that to be dirty, for sure. Yeah, I get, I get submissions and, they, they, and you guys think that it's clean. And, and, and you think it's clean because you don't say fuck, or you, you, but you're still talking about having sex, okay? Yeah. So it's not clean. It's not clean like, uh, okay, well, my wife and I are, uh, you know, we're in the bedroom and we're doing our thing. You're talking about having sex. So it's not clean. So if you were doing a corporate gig or a gig for me and there's family members in it, you might see the parents cringe because you are talking about a subject even though, it, yes, it's clean. You didn't swear, you didn't do anything. It's the subject matter. So, you know, write accordingly. To, for the gig, right? You know. So, in your opinion, um, naughty is still not clean. Well, just, you know, there's so many different scenarios within. There's so many premises that you can do. But yeah, I mean, if you're doing innuendo, still you're talking about sex. You know, I mean, if it's so, it's not just sex too. I mean, you can be right, dirty right. a lot of stuff. Right. Of course. You know, so I'm just using that. No, I'm example. saying like I don't want these people to be confused. Comics like it's not sex that's only dirty like Drugs. there's plenty of Drugs. plenty of stuff that's really yeah things that are maybe not pc like yes. don't be so off-putting with your jokes it could be it could be really clean but you're totally offending a whole group of people right. so what about uh maybe just as an analogy for the people here in the audience um maybe something like what you would see on the tonight show that's kind of the goal that you're looking for, Correct. like a five-minute stand-up spot. Yeah. Use that as a template of how far you can push the boundary. And, and I'll tell you right now, nobody wants to have an opener go up there and talk about politics because at least 50% of the room is going to be turned off right away. So don't be dirty, and, and I would tell you, don't be talking about your political views. Yeah. So kind of like the first date. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, even, and even religion. You get, we touch That's on true. it, exactly. but somebody's going to take it the wrong way. You know our audiences today, they're completely different. They're fucking idiots. All right? They are. They're, and you just go up there and go, well, that wasn't really that offensive. Somebody got offended. Somebody got offended and we don't want you to be here anymore. What? You know? I've so, had some of the least offensive comedians and, uh, that put on great shows and still have had 
two to three emails come back and say that people were offended or that was the worst they've ever seen. I can't believe you said that. And I'm thinking, there was 1,200 people here this weekend. You literally are complaining about that joke? Like nobody else said anything, but somebody got offended. Right. Just a quick follow-up, more, maybe a more direct uh, way to ask the question. If you're submitting a tape that's, say, seven minutes long and there's it's clean material, but there's like a fucking shit in there, you. <laughs> then it's not clean material for No, I don't care at all. But I, if I have to tell you that, then I'll just tell you that. But I don't even that that to me, like if it, the guy says he's had a, he needs a clean opener, if you say shit or fuck, that's really to me not that dirty. But if you get up there and talking about you know whatever you're spanking, whatever it is, like that's dirty. That's yeah. <laughs> Well, you can drop the, I mean, you, if, if you hear it, uh, if it's not part of the joke and you can change it or you can drop it, I can understand that. But um, even when you're, uh, just, I would just, if, if someone asked you to submit a clean video, I would just submit it without any language at all. Don't send it off, uh, especially cruise ship. Uh, I worked cruise ships for a couple of years and uh, uh, Work with Don Casino and yeah, I know, but uh, that's the reason why I created my. Uh, oh really? Agency. Yeah, we can talk then. Yeah, we can. But uh, but I know uh, one time I was I I, I just used the it was uh, I used a stock line on a woman in the audience. It was an it was the late show. It was adult show, and she said. Uh, um, she was complaining about something to, about drinking, and I said, well, where are you from? And she said, I'm from Arizona. And I said, well, I'll talk slower. And uh, <laughs> that was enough for yeah. her to go to the cruise director and say, <laughs> he said all the people of Arizona are stupid. And I was like, no. I said, and thank God he was in the room, or, or no, she was in the room. And uh, thank God she was in the room. The, the, the cruise director, and they, I was surprised that they backed, you. They backed me. Yeah, and they said, no, sorry, you knew what you were getting into and you shouldn't. Yeah, we, yeah, the first thing we said is don't heckle the comedians. Yeah. So. You know, when in doubt, take it out. Simple rule. Yeah, if you have to question it, if you have to question it yourself, and you have to come up to me and say, hey, how's this joke? And I'm like, if, as soon as you say that, I'm gonna say, nah, don't do it. Yeah. So. One of the things that I appreciated as a booker, if uh, we booked someone and it was the first time I'd seen them live and they came up to me before the first show and said it, and talked to me about some of the stuff that they knew might be skirting that line and addressed it directly so that they could put corrective measures if it wasn't that type of joke for that marketplace. I thought that was good. And or if they would talk to the headliner and say I, that was exactly what I was gonna say. This isn't this is after you do get booked. If you want to make sure you come back, you also might want to check in with the headliner because you may not offend anybody in the club or the owner or the booker, but if the headliner's pissed, he could just tell the the, the booker, hey uh, tomorrow Tony's not gonna be on that show. Make sure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> that's it. And then the booker or the club owner's like, yes, that's Tony's not on the show. So you're completely screwed. Yeah, and I, I like that too. I, I like actually, once I've booked a comic, to go over his stuff. I actually, I want you to succeed. A lot of guys, a lot of agencies, some you've mentioned already today, um, just throw comics out there. 
and don't, don't work with them and don't care. They're throwing darts to make money. And I didn't want to do that. I want to want you guys to succeed. So I will sit down with you and go through your material and say yes, no, late show only, yes, yes, no, no, take that out. You know, just, just so you at least are walking in the door ready to succeed. And that's great with them too. If you're booked, if they're willing, you ask them a couple questions. Can you think this is too much? No, no, no. They'll say, they'll tell you, yes or no. And yeah, hire, also iron out regional references, that sort of thing too. Yeah, a lot of times a comic will say, hey, what's the street where you know, right. I can make a joke about? And then you know, they're opening up a little conversation with me. They might throw in, what about this joke? Is this okay to say? Right. And it's no problem. Cool. Emmanuel? Um, yeah, so I'm relatively new. You guys keep saying, uh, have references, what's what you've done. Uh, how do I get to that level of finding references and making those connections to better promote myself? Every, every real comedy club, you play every open mic you can, as much as you possibly can. That's my opinion. Yeah, it's yeah. a volume game. It's a 10,000 hour theory. And, and the key word there is real comedy club. Correct. Don't, don't do that. You're not going anywhere doing the, the coffee shop open mic. Because you're gonna have to work harder and work dirty just to, just to get a laugh of the seven comics that are in the back of the room. Get into those real comedy books. And with that, I would like to mention, don't write your material for the other comedians in the room. Write the material for the people who are going to pay to hear you laugh, or hear to laugh at what you're saying. The comedians, if you're doing, I, there's some, several open mics that I, I know of uh, in Pittsburgh, there'll be 27, 30, open mic comics in there, and there's a bad, bad habit to get into. Uh, making references that are only the comedians are going to get isn't going to get the general public to laugh. Um, I personally, for me, I feel that I'm not only just a stand-up comedian, I'm also an entertainer who is there to perform for the audience. Uh, I believe that um, uh, we stand, as comedians, we stand apart from them in the fact that we have that ability to write material, we have the ability to use our wit, we have the use of our facial expressions and our bodies, that we can uh, create this persona and fill the stage and make it our own space, make it in, in if you allow other comedians to influence what you're going to do up there um, and go specifically to work with them, then you're, you're, you're really limiting yourself. Yeah, so You're not finding your voice. You're finding their voice. You're playing in the back of the room. Don't play to the back of the room. Play to these people. They're the ones who came in to see you. Johnny? Yeah, um, I was just... I was curious, how do you guys, do you guys uh, usually tell from like a weekend if a feature is ready to be a headliner or what's, what would you guys say your time frame is on seeing that uh, feature move up to a headliner spot or does that more play into the following and stuff like that? It's part of the audition process, I think. Part of the uh, absolutely. Uh, as a club owner, a booker, I can't tell you how many emails I get at the end of the night and we send out uh, request for them to write reviews. Um, 
people, the, the customers really speak volumes for you. I mean, they'll they'll step right up. I had a, I had a show with Pablo Francisco last weekend, and uh, this the, the opening act, Alex Yu, probably got seven emails, people asking me what's his name. I want to see that guy again. Three or four text messages. Uh, he was so funny. The guy, the show was great, but the opener killed it. Like, I mean, those right there, I'll headline them on an off night next next time again. So, yeah, we ha I use customer care cards, and they I have the uh, audience members rate the, all the uh, acts on the show. So um, I do look at those uh, to see what you know to see how people did on the show. Um, one of the things that I, I asked was... I have something so funny. Go ahead, go ahead, I'll tell you. Because the comic will tell you they killed every time. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The comic will tell you how funny they were. And I said, like, wait, I sat at the same show. There was like four people giggling. When you have a packed audience and the people laugh, it's roaring laughter. Like you don't have to tell the booker or the, or the club owner, I killed. Because if you did tell them that, you did not kill, I promise. I asked that exact same question to a booker one time as I was a featured at his club for several years. And I said, what is it that you need from me to get me to bump up from feature to headliner? <laughs> and he said, and this, I, I thought it was pretty, pretty frank. He said, I need a wow factor from you. I need the wow factor. And he said, when I say that, I want, uh, I want the people that came to the club uh, to walk out saying your name uh, and, and you know, and and stick around. Don't just leave. Don't don't do your set and leave. I think one of the things that a lot of comics do is greet the people when they come out of the room. Always. I mean, I try to greet people when I'm headlining or emceeing or whatever I'm doing. I'll always greet the people uh, after a show. And uh, but he said I want people to talk about you. Uh, I want to, I want them to talk about you Monday when they go to work and they're at the coffee machine and saying, wow, the comedian who I saw over the weekend, or I want to see some uh, feedback from all of the people that are at the show. And that's, that's, and, and the thing is, you're going to know too. You'll know when, when you're hitting that spot too, but bring that up. You got to bring that up one more notch. And that's usually what it is. When you get the chance to open or feature or anything for a headliner, I'm telling you, your goal is to crush, like to make the headliner look like he was not the funniest guy in the room. I'm sorry, but that's how you do it. Like if you want to get on the stage and you want to show everybody in the room how funny you are and get rebooked and tell the club owner and everybody else, I'm the funniest person, bring it. Like bring your A game. When you get on stage, crush. And that's how it works, man. Yeah, I totally agree. When I was middle end and just about the headline, uh, my goal was was to crush. Absolutely. So I, I want them talking about me after the show, not the headliner. And I want the headliner going, I don't want to fucking work with this guy anymore. And they will. They will strong. say that. And they 100%. will say it. They will say That's that. That's how I got the headline, because the guys are going, nah, I don't. That's you know, exactly he's what they'll say. too much energy, and he's too kidding, you know. Can I have somebody else, please? Yeah. yeah. Uh, little inside tip for you as well. If you are featuring at a club, one of the things I would suggest to do is do your best, if you're getting 25, let's say, do your best 25 on the first night. Then on subsequent nights, start with the same five, end with the same five, and mix in an extra five, 10, 15 in the middle. Mm -hmm. Especially if you know that the club booker or owner is gonna be there for all of the shows, or if the manager is the one who is uh, booking the shows and also running the showroom. 
if you can prove to them that you do have 45 minutes, even if you don't get a 45 minute set to do it, if you can prove that you have material that's gonna be as strong as what your 25 feature is over the course of 45 minutes or 60 minutes, then that's gonna also strengthen your argument when you ask the question. Yeah, and you might wanna even just say to the booker, hey, I'm gonna throw, show you some new stuff tonight just so you can see that I got a whole bunch of material. You know, instead of just doing it, and then he may be busy. He may be walking out. He may be serving food. Also, uh, sorry to interrupt, but also show the ability to handle a late night crowd. That's that's one of the huge keys for me when I was booking a club is, can this person handle the Friday late night crowd and handle the Saturday late night crowd? Because it's a different monster than the rest of the week. On the other hand, don't go up there and try out new material because you're trying to work on something bomb because yes. I guarantee, like, if, a, if an opener bombs, that's the last time that they come back. Yeah. You get one shot. Yeah. Yeah, so, so use your, like, A material, and if you're going to work in something, it better come back with, like, a crusher. Like, your next joke better hit really hard if, the, if you tested out something right. that wasn't so hot. Will? <laughs> right? I don't even know if it's working. Do you guys, as, as club owners and bookers, do you guys prefer actually talking with the comic or management and agents? <laughs> uh, I really prefer talking to the comics. I like comics a lot. I hate managers. I prefer talking to the comics, especially when it's a, uh, <laughs> when Somebody has a pretend manager. <laughs> you mean the comics act like themselves? Yeah, they they act like the they act like the manager, or they pretend they have a different name that they use for their manager, but it's a comic, or they have their uh, you know their significant other calling in and saying I'm their agent, and I'm and the, of the agency that you've never heard of before. So if you if you're looking for like cruise ship gigs or you know privates and corporates and stuff like that, these guys book a lot of that stuff. But when you're look when you're booking like club dates at a, at a, like an A club or any of the clubs, to be honest with you, I don't think anybody wants to talk to an to a manager or an agent unless you're like. A headline, like a big headliner. Yeah, and a top manager. Agent. Correct. Okay, you'll know them. Absolutely. They know the good managers and agents. Every one of them. So if you come in with your wife as your manager, it's not good. <laughs> and, and I want to say, uh, we hate talking to managers and agents. Uh, I think I can speak for Ike and I, but we also look at honesty. I came over here to stand by Ike, and I know Dave really well, and Eric. Uh, the thing I want to say is please. If you're going to use credits or try to use someone as a reference, don't lie. Ike and I, we talk to each other every day. And so... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I talk to David. We, we talk quite a bit from, from time to time. And a lot of times we're trying to get bookings and all that. You know, I, you know, even though I pick on Joe all the time, I come here specifically looking for folks, but... I tell you, if you lie on your app, on on your submission, I will never ever book you again. But um, it is and, and we're working clean because Ike and I happen to uh, be the color of our skin. People assume that we're looking for urban, urban, urban. Sometimes in my club, <laughs> sometimes in my club, I am the only black guy in a room for a month. So just go to, just, just entertain us like it was mentioned earlier. Just entertain us. 
entertain our crowds, be entertaining, and uh, ask what we want. And getting back, getting back to the original question that Will had about uh, management, the the well-run clubs that are comic first because they know if they're comic first then there's going to be a good show and then the audience is going to enjoy the show so the the clubs that run their clubs to provide a really great environment for comedians want to see the comedians get as much of the revenue as possible so going through an agent or a manager means that part of that pie is being cut out for them so i always used to prefer dealing directly with the comedians you know what's what with them, what their real availabilities are, that sort of thing, and you're not getting some sort of BS from a third party. Um, yeah, and just, sorry, and, and just to reiterate that point, you don't make enough to pay a manager right now. Right. You don't, you know, why do that? If this manager is in show business and really can propel your career to another level, whether it's TV, you know, dry bar, whatever you wanna do, yes, maybe. But, but to deal with the clubs now, you don't need it. Pauly Shore texts me once a year, hey, I want this date, you wanna do it? I mean, it, not everybody needs a manager and agent. I mean, honestly, if you have a relationship, even if you do have a manager and agent, you have a relationship with the booker, then I would suggest you use, you use that first. Paul. Yeah, uh, just going back to um, the initial reach out, whether it's email or, uh, or text, I I've heard from a lot of bookers that they treat those things like they treat clips. If it's, you know, you got about five seconds and if it's really bad, they're gonna move on and you get so many of them. Can you just, uh, is there is there a, a really concise and effective way to effectively communicate things quickly, like credits, clubs that you've worked, references, I mean, do you have any suggestions for like a structure that works really well to get your attention when you actually do read the email? Yeah, I like I like to see the club where you played okay. the last ten dates, the next ten dates, and then hey, here's a clip. That's fine. I'll look at it, but I'm clearly gonna look at the clubs you're playing and who's suggesting that you should contact me. How you got my information, mm -hmm. and then I'll look at the clip. Okay. Yeah. Clubs, <laughs> references, then clip and ideally a personal showcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the showcase, that's if you're just literally walking in because I don't know who you are. So tomorrow you come to my club and you did five minutes and you crushed, that would be a bit of an eye opener. If you send me an email and it's just, hey, I'm a comic, I'd love to come to your club and work, can you get me some feature work? That's nothing unless you have the clubs that you have played, the clubs that you are playing, and you know this guy said that your club's awesome. Come check that I should come check you out. And the structure that Brian's talking about also is uh, presents itself a little bit more professionally. Like this person is clearly working full time to get full time work while touring, uh, and they're putting the effort in, and they know what. So that's probably okay. Kind of what. And, your question and if you is, have so nothing yeah. on there that's impressive, go to the, you have to go okay. to the club. Uh, you have to go to the club. Okay, uh, just one follow-up then. Like, is is it ever off-putting for, say, like if someone that you've never heard of that does have their, their club list and stuff like that, and like, hey, I'd love to feature for a weekend, would you, is that off-putting if they've never, if you've never heard of them? Or would you say like, okay, well, maybe not feature, but you can host or come do a guest spot or something like that? Absolutely. Okay. I, it's not off-putting at all, because I don't know everybody, and these guys don't know everybody, and then with things changing so quick, I mean, I headlined uh, Anthony Rodea the other day. Literally, he told me, dude, I'm gonna sell out the club. I was like, yeah, okay. Huh? He sold out the club. He sold like 200 tickets on a Wednesday night. And it was two days after the hurricane. Wow. 
I didn't know who he was, but I do now. I, I follow all. I follow him on Instagram. I, lo I love him. Yeah, keep it concise. That's what I would suggest. Uh, don't try to get too personal or chummy, because uh, it's business. You know, it's the yeah. it's the it's the business end of the show. So. Um, it's so funny. I was just thinking. Just. Just uh, say who your reference was, or uh, and uh, like he said, if you have club dates coming up, boom, boom, boom. These are my available dates. Bam, and then have the clip. And you make sure it's a good clip. Also, make sure I don't have to go looking around everywhere on the internet <laughs> to find something. Yeah, don't send you know? this to your website. Send the clip. Right. For me, right. anyway. Right. Send the the H. You know, right to the clip. And yeah. also, Good also point. Be aware with Great that. point. Good call. Yeah. Be aware with when you're putting a hyperlink for your clip that you haven't accidentally time coded it, so it launches at six minutes and twelve seconds into your set. <laughs> you know, it's like just make sure that you're sending the right information using the right clip. I think another good thing is if you have uh, what is it the EPK EP. Okay. Electronic, yeah, press yeah. kit. If you have that that has your headshot, your bio, and uh, information, all your contact information in it, that makes it so much easier because I can just take that and I can put it in your file. If, if uh, Sometimes I'll say, I need your headshot, and the comedians say, well, you can pull that down off my Facebook page. Now, you know what? No, I can't pull it down off your Facebook page. I asked you specifically to send your headshot don't tell me to go somewhere else to get it. Just attach it to the damn email. Yeah, don't be late. Oh, the other thing is, is that's really uh, frustrating is if when you ask for a headshot and bio, if they send you somewhere to get the bio, and or they say, I don't really have one, then you're like, oh, I don't really have a spot for you either. Like, that's kind of my next <laughs> comeback. Next How month. do you not have a bio? Like, hey, my name is, I've done this, this, and this, and you should come see me, or... You know, and then the other thing is, is have your bio be something that you'd want to read for a customer to buy a ticket. Like, it needs to be something that's informative and actually energetic or, you know, whatever it is. It's not, it needs to be something that the club wants to put on the ticket that makes people know what you're talking about or come see you. That's what they mean. The bookers also don't ever work for you. So yeah. don't give them any work whatsoever to help you get paid work. I want to say something. Yeah. About, about all this, uh, when I started on the road, this was way back when, when we, they used to send shit out. Uh, bios and stuff like that. I showed up at a club and my bio and my resume stuff was on the wall with my photo and I had already had all, and I have a degree in advertising, so I was over the top with promo and stuff. But the uh, poker had taken their stickers and stuck over my name. And I was like, why, why did they do that? And then I realized they didn't want the club who they'd sent the promo to to hire, just call me and hire me. They wanted their stuff information on there. I instantly went home and reprinted all my promo with their information on it. Because in my head, I went, that guy had to take time and put a sticker on my stuff. He has to do that for every comedian. If I could take that work away, I just put myself above another comic. I was in another Booker's office one time. He turned around in his filing cabinet to reach for headshots, and there was a whole bunch of headshots in the filing cabinet, all in manila folders. 
I went home and printed, bought red plastic folders, printed my name in a bright color and would send out my headshots in a folder with my name on it. So that booker didn't have to print it out. He just turned around, stuck it in the folder. And guess what he saw every time he pulled that drawer off? My shit. Can I, can I interrupt? Uh, in this day and age, when I none of that's relevant. <laughs> 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 I'm never gonna look at that. Correct. I promise. One hundred percent. What I'm getting at, none of that's relevant then. Yeah. But I'm talking. There's right. still a lot of things when they tell you to do so stuff. I'm, just look at what you can do and do the work for you guys. Is that's what I mean? It, don't don't ask them if you can if you can look at a, a club and go and just think if they have to do if I can do this for them, I'm gonna go above. Like making you look for something. Don't make you look for it. That's what I was getting at. I know my shit's archaic. <laughs> no, 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 I said, I don't want yeah. these guys to all take me. No, 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 uh, they're gonna do a great job for you. I mean, that's a, those are good headshots along the wall. Um, I I hate when a comic sends me a picture and it's obviously something that they took with their phone at their uh, at their uh, sister-in-law's baby shower as they were standing outside carrying shit out for them. You know, I mean, it's just a terrible picture. Get a clear picture. That's you. I don't want a shadowy picture of you. I don't want half of you covered up. I don't want you looking down or look in the fucking camera. That's all you got to do. Well, let, let me let me ask you guys a question uh, on regards to that. First of all, and don't put comedian on the fucking head job. Don't say Bob Johnson comedian. That's ridiculous. Don't even put your name That's on That's what it. I was just going to ask you. Do you want send a picture name? in landscape and send one in portrait because right now, majority of the ticketing sites all are in landscape. So you're gonna, they're going to have to create the uh, your bio and your picture, yeah. your headshot uh, in landscape. Like, you know, Eventbrite or any of the ticketing uh, systems, they all need a landscape picture. So make sure you keep that in mind as well. Cameron, did you have a follow-up, or did you, did you just want to mention about doing the headshots this week? No. Um, yeah, also headshots. But no, um, I was going to ask, is there a preference that you have on the subject of the email? Like, I've seen people that they send things in, and it's trying to trick people into opening it and things like that. Do you have, like, a preference of, like, your name, new submission, referral name, or anything like that? Comedy Club avails, I love. I do hate when they say, hey, I tried to call you. Or, you know, and it says something like that, like it's clickbait. I kind of get annoyed, to be honest, honestly. But I, I still sometimes open them. I mean, but the, I prefer it to say avails. You know why I say comedy club avails? Because when I go in my email box, and if I ever, God forbid, need to look for something like that and find out who's available, I'm going to search avails in my email right away, and there'll be a million emails that pop up. But if you put some kind of crazy clickbait email in there, you're not going to show up on that list. Yeah, your name and comedy avails because if I'm looking for your name and I just go, just go into my search on my email, your name comes up. So put that in the subject matter. Paul, did you have a question? Yeah, I was gonna ask about uh, headshots because headshots can mean a lot of different things. There's like acting headshots, there's like a nice smile, or there's like comedy headshots. Any 
preference thoughts on that? You see stuff like that on those posters right there? Those are all great. Uh, but what is going to tell a potential ticket buyer that you're funny? I don't care what it is. That's what needs to be on there. There's nothing, I guess there's probably, in my, my opinion, there's no right or wrong unless it's something that does not portray anything about you or your comedy. Then that's wrong. Amanda? Uh, yeah, do you ever scout at open mics before you, people can get onto showcases or you're doing open mics? Do you ever start at that level? Uh, I once saw 92 people performing one day and that sucked. So uh, the 92nd person probably didn't get the same attention that the first person did. Uh, most bookers, comedy club managers, owners, are probably so busy with the functionality of their own club that they don't have the time to spend their extracurricular time doing homework. Um, as an example, when I ran the club, I was the showroom manager, probably on the showroom floor for 23 and a half to 27 hours a week out of my 40 hour work week. I also had to schedule all the staff, hire, train, do the cash outs, do the cash counts, liquor inventory, order, order. <laughs> so, I probably honestly had three to four hours a week to deal with booking. So 90% of my job was spent elsewhere. And I had very little motivation once I was finished my work shift to go to a 10 o'clock open mic somewhere. Um, anyone who was in Little Rock with us last year can attest to that. Uh, I got tricked into an open mic last year and I just spent the whole time outside sulking and swearing. I don't know, it was Diesel Funny did it, so. Um, I'll tell you that if, it's fun, if you're funny, the staff watches more comedy than me live because they're there 24 hours a day serving the customers and watching at the show. Um, somebody's gonna tell me right away. Like every club has that, those couple staff members are gonna say, you gotta book this guy, a girl, she killed it tonight. And I, and I will even text somebody in my, in my staff and say, hey, if someone's funny, let me know. Right. But I'm not gonna be there, I mean. Do you ever get a chance to go to open mics and watch stuff? No. Yeah, yeah it's very rare that someone who works in comedy will also go to a, a mic. Yeah, they don't, they don't need to go to an open mic. They got them, like you heard them, I got 1,000 submissions in my email. They don't need to go. That's for you guys to go work on your act and your craft. That's what that's, that's what's there for. So find good ones, like he was saying, where you actually have a few real audience members and not comics in the back of the room, or you're never gonna progress. You'll never get better, I promise. I would, I would say most agencies are, and comedy club owners are not going to go out to an open mic. Uh, I'm, I'm also a performer, so um, last Wednesday, the uh, Pittsburgh Improv was running a, uh, their uh, fall contest, and I went, they, I went in to close the uh, show while they tallied uh, votes, just like last oh, night. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's the, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the really tough position, but, you know, I, was, I, I wanted to work out some material. So I did sit and watch all the... Uh, of performers on the show. Um, I, I, not this particular show, but uh, I've been to open mics where I've gone ahead and, 
performed at an open mic, and I've, I've had a couple of performers catch my eye, and uh, hopefully I can help them along the way to develop them into an, a local MC for me. Now, I don't know what goes on in your city where you, where you live, but uh, if, if indeed you're trying to uh, uh, impress a club owner or a booker, then I would say, there's, and you're at an open mic and you see them, there's no reason why you can't introduce yourself and ask some questions to them directly. Because once they know you, know who you are, then, then they'll say, okay, I'll give them a shot. I mean, unless you're really nuts, you know, uh, and, and you know, stalking them, but. Uh, I think one of the things too that uh, an open mic can provide for someone, especially if you're touring, you're going to an open mic in a city where you don't live, is it's an amazing peer-to-peer -peer networking opportunity, and then leverage those relationships that you make to a potential a introduction to someone at the club level. Uh, and this festival is amazing for that too because there's people from representing 26 states here. That should be a lot of people that you're gonna be talking to this week to try and get an opportunity to maybe showcase at their home club or at least come up and do a mic in their area that could leverage that opportunity in the future. Uh, John? Um, outside of like your credits, what are you looking for in a bio? Do you like it when people try to be funny in a bio? Do you want to hear what their material is like or what they talk about on stage? For me, when I submit uh, my, I, whenever I do my fundraisers or whenever I do uh, my uh, clubs, I always submit them a, I always submit a paper bio with all of the, uh, with, with the promotional materials uh, and, or with the contract materials. Um, so just one line doesn't really help me. I need a little bit of, you know, just a little bit of background, you know, when you got started, uh, you know, what you've done and uh, people you've worked with and clubs. Do you like um, maybe a stylistic definition, like similar to or this type of comedy? Uh, no, not particularly. I mean, just a little bio about yourself, you know, what got you started or, you know, some uh, some comedians I, I'll have they'll have a few words from you know whatever their name is and then they just kind of ex tell a, their little story. What about reviews? Like uh, Andrew, I know you went to Edmonton and Edinburgh this year, so you might be able to have like a review from. A Absolutely, if you have like a, a little quote from a uh, you know from a, a club or a uh, uh, event you were at or a festival, you know, best of the fest, you know. We really, he really, or he or she really rocked it, you know? I mean, you know, they have the person's name. Yeah, that's, that's always a little bit extra, it helps. Because I can put that on your promo, you know? Uh, I can, you know, when I'm putting it up on the website, I can say, as seen on blah, blah, blah. Correct, know? yeah. The, the reason why we want the bio is to entice somebody to see the show. So whatever we can, you know, take off of that or, use as a credit or whatever that's only going to help you and and the club is going to be more interested yeah if somebody if there's if somebody says you know he was you know or he or she they were raised they were raised mormon and you know and there's people out there that are like oh wow i didn't know that i didn't know that there was a mormon comedian or oh wow i was raised mormon you know i mean i think anything like that that's going to set you apart with that little bit in your bio well that's that's a 
That's a plus. Yeah, even though it's a biography for you, it's a marketing tool for the club yeah. or the venue. And don't don't make it two pages long. Yeah. Cut to the chase. Correct. Get yeah. get get the information in there. Get your credits in there or clubs or whatever you work. And if you have testimonials, like he worked a corporate gig, you know, we loved him. Can't wait to have him back next year. You know, uh, our two, tires. Two to four sentences is too short. Anything more than twenty is too long. True. Um, with the submission video, how important is the audience reaction, the laughter of an audience? Is it better to send like a, an easy crowd that was a sellout to a 150 seater, or maybe a better set that was better written, but maybe 50 to 100 people not laughing as loud? Why are you so happy when you ask that question? I'm always happy. If I can hear, an, if I can hear individual laughter, then it's... Probably not a good tape. Correct. Yeah, and, and if I can hear no laughter, it just looks weird. <laughs> it looks like you're talking to nobody. So you want the, of course you want the audience raucous. I would, I would want to submit my tape showing me killing. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a comedian from Pittsburgh uh, who famously sent out a video of him with literally a sheet behind him in his living room and it had comedy club painted on it. And his dad was saying, <laughs> his dad, he was doing the material in front of his dad and his father was sitting there going, ha, 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 every joke. Was it funny? No, it was, it was so awesome though. It was so great. It, it was great. It is, it, is, it, is the, it is like one of the classics. If you know, if, uh, my, my buddy, uh, my buddy Ed Driscoll, I don't know if you know Ed Driscoll, uh, he wrote for Dennis Miller for years. Uh, he, has, he has an original copy of it, and I'm really jealous of Ed having that. Phil? Yeah, I'm, from, I'm from Montana. There's no clubs within 500 miles of where I live in any direction. And if I tell you the last place I played was Saturday at the warehouse in Warland, Wyoming, I'm not sure that's going to impress you a whole lot. What can I do to help myself in that respect? That's a good question. Uh, I, I touched on it before. You need to get in the car and you need to drive and, and play like four or five clubs on a weekend. Make a vacation out of it, but you're going to have to pay for it yourself and see what you can get out of it. Uh, but funny is funny, dude. If, you're, if you are at one of those places and you have a clip and it shows that you're crushing and somebody watches it like myself and I think it's funny, I might still book you. If you're funny. Do you, do you want to live in Montana or do you want to be a comedian? <laughs> because, because you can't do both. Yeah, those are mutually exclusive things. Yeah. If you want to be a comedian, go be a comedian. If you're stuck and you have a job and a day job and you're just doing open mics, then and you're it's happy with that, then you're a hobby. And then, then, you know, you want to work a club once a year and get out of town. Uh, they don't want you. They they don't. They, they they want guys who really love what they do and want to do it full time. You know, it's a harsh reality, but it's true. Jan, um, I think you asked answered part of my question. I was going to ask you about bio. But when I submit information to places, I list uh, comedy festivals that I've been in. Is that important to you? And I also list who I open for kind of as a host versus who I open for as a feature. Different comics that are well known. I think so, it's great. That's exactly what I would look for. Good job. 
Yeah, I mean, if you if you were the winner of a festival, absolutely have it on there. As a, if there's not if there's nothing else on your bio that I can put in a three word blurb under your picture, I can put winner of the whatever the crappy festival was, World <laughs> Series of Comedy or whatever. It was. <laughs> oh God, who would go there? Who would go there? I do put, but I do put World Series of Comedy finalists or winners. I put yeah. that right there because course, that's, that's I mean, even the, just the, I mean, just the fact that it says World Series of Comedy, people are like, oh, oh, well, they're in the World Series of Comedy. Well, shit, they gotta be funny. So, I mean, that alone, that alone is going to help. And, and I always thought it, it sounded better on my bio, even though I was opening or hosting, mostly opening when I started doing bios. Uh, I would put worked with. I worked with Dennis Miller. I worked with Robin Williams. You know, they know I opened for them. You know, or but it just sounds better. You know, because otherwise you're opening. You know what I mean? Pigeonholing it's, you're pigeonholing yourself. Opening. I worked with. That's a good point. I, I see where you're going with that. Honestly, I, I now that you say it like that, you're right. You're right. That's a good. That's a really good point. Yeah, and it just I looks like better a, in print too. When, when the audience is coming to see the show, you know. And also, if you're ever finding yourself in a position where you're going to submit yourself to open up, but let's say a casino is, ho is hosting a comedy night and they're bringing in a, uh, a national headliner, but you don't know who the opener is and you, you want to submit to it. I would say uh, submit yourself as the support act because that is what, in, in the industry terms, the person who is opening for that headliner, they are the support act. They're not the opener, they're not the feature, they're the support. So uh, that's what the that's what those, uh, the uh, people in charge of the money, the people that are booking those comedians in those different positions, that's what they, that's what you're known as, is the support. Yeah. Now, every contract will say, uh, you know, X amount of money for support, and that's, 100% in almost every contract. Yeah, that's true. Mike? Uh, yeah, I had a question about uh, sending out emails. Is there like a guideline to time and day that, that because it's a numbers game, is a better chance that you're gonna see it pop through? Like Monday at noon is not comedy. If you have hours. the answer to that, please let me know because I send 100,000 emails out a week. Literally, I send 100,000 emails out and I timestamp everyone like, Okay, this week was Cheryl Underwood at 10.35 a.m. on Monday. And I watched and looked to see what, uh, what it looks like and how many people open it. And I look at all the stats for it. So now I don't have an answer for that, but if you find one, please tell me. I have, a, I have sort of a short form generic answer for that uh, from someone who would have to work the club and also do all the administrative work. Take a look at what their schedule is. If they're a five day a week club, and they're dark on Sunday and Monday, that Tuesday is probably gonna be kind of busy for that manager or booker. So maybe mid-afternoon Wednesday might be something that's more likely to be seen. Definitely don't send anything during show times. That's just like auto-delete. Um, I am, yeah, no, yeah, that's a good point, but I have something, and my ADD kicked in, so okay. that's why I had to interrupt, I apologize. No, so I book, and these guys book comedy, 24 hours a day. I can tell you right now that 30% of the comics that I book, I DM 
right now on Instagram or Facebook? How do I get a hold of guys that are, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, some of the, the club history of uh, panelists and they, they're amazing clubs, but the, I booked Steve-O, the first comedy show he ever did live, I literally booked him on a DM through Facebook. And that's how I booked his first show ever. He never did, did comedy. And that weekend, he booked three million dollars worth of shows because they saw all the agents saw Steve O book that by club. And, it, and so I still, to this day, reach out to comics nonstop because there's so many guys that are blowing up on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is, and they don't have agents. They're literally just selling their own shows out, and, and there's plenty of fans out there for them. I'm reaching out to guys nonstop on DM. So. Don't just look at emails, I promise. And I don't do Twitter, so like, and I don't know many people that do right now. Some markets still do Twitter, but it's all done on Instagram and Facebook if, you, if you're looking for something like, you know, talk to One people. of the things that I would suggest following up to Brian's point is that, um, and I know Joe would probably want to point this out, is to answer your fucking phone. If uh, yeah. someone is replying to your email or your text or your DM, answer them. You're spending so much time trying to get in contact with someone, and then no one replies. No one replies. Jason, also, uh, you can get a second phone number with Google Voice and just have it be like a specific phone number that you give out for business. So even if it's on the same phone, you can see that someone's calling you sure. for a business thing. And that way, even if you're like, I'm running from predators or whatever, If I have a show on Wednesday night, and I'm at radio on Wednesday morning and the, and the headliner says, hey man, who's, uh, who's opening today? I'll go, I, I, I don't know yet. I actually uh, have to look at my calendar. I may not literally have zero. And Dougie knows he's gotten how many calls from me, right, Doug? And I'll send out a text. I might text 10 people at one time. Uh, you know, one text after another, just cut and copy. Hey, you open this week? You open tonight? I need, a, I need someone. You open, you open, you open. Brrr, send them all out. Yeah. The first guy that comes back, I usually oh, just. Oh, we hate it. bookers like that. You know, know, comedians. That's how it works, though. Like that's that. how it works. Oh. For last minute cancellations, I used to do that. I would yeah. say, last all minute, text, last minute, I like, understand. But... First one to get back to me gets this gig. This is, a, this is uh, the support. Openers, speakers. Yeah. You know, we, well, but never. Because the week in, week out, clubs that do that make it very, very difficult for comedians who are, you know, I mean, are, are trying to. I, the, there was a club that I used to work. You could go in there on a Wednesday at seven fifty-five to just see the show, and they're like, "Hey, man, uh, are you open? You want to see the show?" Well, yeah, okay. Well, what are you doing the rest of the week? I'm like, "What?" You know, it does it happen, happen, honestly. I know, but it, it but it should. <laughs> <laughs> we should also sell out every single show that we have. And part of the thing I want to say is with that whole answer the phone thing, comics. If you're in this business. Pay your primary phone bill because if I call you and it's directed to someone else, don't be sleeping with all the staff that you feel like you gotta change your number. If we can't find you, we're going to someone else. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Yeah. Update numbers. Yeah. Keep the phone numbers updated, and if they and if we call, answer the phone. Don't let it go to. Uh, uh, don't let it go to your voicemail. Um, if you know our phone number and you have our name on it. And you see it after we've texted back and forth for the last 15 minutes, and I call you and you don't answer it, I'm like, come on, really? Yeah. And take the time to enter a booker's information into your phone with their actual name. 
I have everyone who's registered for the World Series of Comedy this year is in my phone under their name. So if I get a call or a text, I know exactly who's touching base with me. If you're trying to reach out to get paid work, you should have all the tools available to yourself to be able to answer that call knowing who it's coming from. Yeah, and we want to get we want to get the work done. I mean, all of us, are, yeah. we've got uh, this funneling into us, all these comedians funneling into us. So just one out to you. Answer it, get back to us quickly. We want to move on to the next thing. We want to book you, but we want an answer. You know, I will, I will email my comics. I don't get an answer right away. I will text them, and then I, you know, I will call them, text them, in personal message on Facebook or Instagram. Yep. Uh, right away, because we, 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 just, we just want to get it done. Glad you're working for us, move it on. You know, right. we got a lot of work to do. So. Yeah. Also, make sure your email is easy to find. Yeah. Like, there's so many guys that have the stupid fucking email. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to type it in and I can't find it to send you an email or something like that. I'm moving on. Well, and also in your bios on, uh, on Instagram and Facebook, guys, put your contact information in there. If you have somebody booking. Your email when you send it. If you have somebody who's. Uh, that's a very good point. In, on your email, make sure you have your signature that has a phone number and your email uh, after you send them an email in the email because that's important as well. But I would say in everybody's bios, on your uh, Instagram and Facebook, make sure there's a way to contact you on there right away because that's really important. Um, well, how are we doing on time? Uh, 3.30. Or 4.30. Okay, so we probably have about another 10 or 15 minutes to go. Mark? Yeah, uh, what kind of value do you guys see in running shows in your local area, essentially being an amateur version of what you guys do and getting booked in the future, getting on the road? You mean like uh, you're gonna have host a show? Yeah, like a bar show, like the free show that somebody would To me, I still think it's competition, but I'm just like that. Also, I think, I think it's more, it's more- And I hate competition. It's more towards, um, <laughs> That's building your 10,000 hours to be a stronger comic, to get booked. Uh, but I don't think that you can use the analogy of, I run a show, so I understand how comedy would work, and I'm performing well at my show, so I'll probably perform well at your club. I think it's still all gonna be mostly merit-based, following the criteria we've talked about, uh, references, where you've worked, that sort of thing. I don't think a one-off show is gonna be a strong reference that you've created. So like if you've created a one-off show, I don't think that'll end up being a strong reference. Yeah, if you're if you're doing that on a regular basis in, in your hometown, um, don't devalue yourself. Um, don't do a free show uh, on a Friday and Saturday night. Um, you need to have some type of admission for people to pay to get in to see you because you're devaluing yourself and the other comedians that are, and the other performers. If you're going up and doing it for free, that's an open mic, that's all that is. And it's just, it's just lowering the bar. Uh, the only time that that's gonna work, the, pardon? If the comedians are being paid, but the tickets are free because the bar has the entertainment budget, is that the same situation? Still just a bar show. It's just yeah. a bar show, the yeah. Only, I mean, the, the only time that works is if you do like a like if you're Jay Davis at the Laugh Factory and you're booking Dane Cook on Wednesday night, he literally just comes in and does a guest set. You that's your show, right? Then you get the credit because that like you put the show together all the time and you're like doing it at the club. But to go to a bar and do it, I think a real like a booker or a club owner or something like that doesn't really see it as 
value at all. I see it as a producer. I see you as a as a show producer, but I wouldn't see it as a, I wouldn't say, well, that's a great comedy credit. Randy? Oh, I want to revisit the clean and dirty thing. Okay. Let's say someone does a bit on colonoscopies. <laughs> Sounds dirty. I'll just stop you right there. It's been done a fucking million times. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Move on. As far as the meet and greet goes, like uh, that's Thursday, uh, how, do, how do we stand out to you there? Dance? <laughs> you should have a really big beard. <laughs> on it, but light it on fire. <laughs> New closer. Call. So question, when you guys are getting emails of the bales in, how much uh, does it uh, affect your comp, your opinion of the comic if you see a lot of open dates? Like, let's say two months out, they've got three weeks in a row off. How much does it affect? Should they just send you maybe only one or two weeks so they look better? Do you want to know the truth? Yes. 50% <laughs> of the national headliners don't have more than two or three dates booked a month. Probably more. So you, you have nothing to worry about. I guarantee. I can pick up the phone and book... Uh, $25,000 act to be here tomorrow that and I'm paying him 25 grand and he's still he's open because and he's still a superstar like a huge star so don't feel like that that's a problem because it is not it is not a problem one of the tricks that I used to do uh, was um, if somebody called me for a booking and uh, you know I was looking at an open schedule I would just say, oh, hold on just a moment. Let me check my book and see where I'm at. Kind of just hem and haw a little bit. That's okay. And then go, you know what? I I think I can move a few things around. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to cancel something. I'm going to cancel something for you. But I think I can rebook it. So, you know what? Wait. there is, uh, honestly, when I hear someone say they're going to cancel something for me, to me, I'm like, well, eh, don't do it. Don't well, yeah, well, that, you're right. You're right. Don't is, cancel something. There's a yeah. small percentage yeah. of the fact that you might not be that, there. Yeah, that's something so might happen. I will tell yeah. you the truth. That but I, I would say it. I can make it. I can make that work. Or, you know what? I'm booked before. I, 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 that just so happens I'm open that weekend. This great is answer. awesome. This is great. But, you know, you don't have to, you know, don't have to go, woo, yeah, baby, I'm you don't want them to hear that. You know, you just wanted to you know, just be real calm about it. Say, absolutely, I, I think I can get in there. That's that's no problem. So okay, um, Joe, I just want to clarify something on the schedule of events. In the program book, we have Jerry's thing tomorrow at ten. Is it at noon? Uh, out front, it says at noon. We accidentally have it as ten. <laughs> and then the um, there's a three o'clock podcast seminar with Joel Byers. Uh, the meet and greet is on Thursday at noon. My set construction seminar that focuses on showcase sets is going to be at three. Friday that is at 10 a.m. Correct, Joe? He's got all kinds. With uh, Neil Berliner and uh, poker has been replaced with bowling. There is a sign-up sheet in the. Uh, 
area where body checked in. If you guys want to come out and do a fun bowling networking event, um, check in with her. And then there's a comedy seminar on Saturday at three as well, just outside the showroom uh, door. Aurora. Okay. When you got, when you guys are getting emails, how do you feel about how do you feel and how would you want it presented? I guess um, if there's comedians that can travel together and save you money on lodging or have a car. Like you and Drew. Yeah, it's like it's just like we're we're uh, getting married, but we both do comedy and we are, have very flexible schedules, so we don't mind. Well, don't mind. Well, she would love to travel. <laughs> <laughs> wait, yeah, you're, you're both comedians and you've decided to marry each other? Yes. Yeah, yeah well. God bless the two. Yeah, we're going to pray for you. <laughs> but, like, like, oh to my God. <laughs> Like a, like a, like a host feature situation. And no, you really need to wait to get married until one of you's a headliner, and then, then move along. That's you. Yeah, absolutely. If you have somebody that you can travel with, I am all for bringing a, a, a another comedian with you that you travel with, and I'm talking to everybody. You don't have to be in a relationship with that person. So, I mean, if you if you can, if you can, <laughs> yeah, if you can uh, offer, a, if you're coming in as a feature and you say, hey, look, I've got a great MC who I work with all the time. Yeah, I mean, I I'm willing to take it. I'm willing to take it on your as your reference. But if they come in and they suck, then I probably won't book you again. So. So like in the email, how like just like in maybe in the beginning of it, if you're like, hey, I'm this person, and you, I, you saw me here. Um, I can travel with this person. Yeah, yeah. Just, just let me know who they thing. are. Get me their info, contact yeah. information, and have that. You know, and uh, send here's their here's all their info too. Okay. So then yeah. that way I know. With links to video. I just wanted to uh, give give a little aside to what he said earlier about uh, when somebody calls you for a booking. One of the things that I have done in the past is. When somebody would call me, I wouldn't say that I had another date book just to make it, you know, to make them kind of fight for it. I would tell them, hey, look, uh, I know this is a fallout. I have a, another thing that's penciled in my schedule right here. Let me call them. Give me an hour to get back to you. Let me let me call them real quick, even if it's not scheduled, because sometimes you bluster and you'll take whatever money's there. You know, yeah, you well, up. you know what? If you don't have that penciled in, that's bullshit. Just take the fucking uh, gig. Well, I, you know I, what I mean? Well, you know what I, mean? I, I do that because sometimes I'll have a club call me out of whatever and they'll offer me a certain amount of money. So I need, huh, 2000 is not enough. But let's see, let's try to do it for this. He wants to do it for this, but I tell him, hey, can I get a little travel? I'm moving on. Can I get whatever? Yeah. No. Mark, that's Mark, we're talking about the <laughs> I'm still moving on. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm not going to wait. Yeah, yeah I'm going to keep looking. I, I will definitely keep looking. Yeah, you just gave him an hour or two uh, think of somebody else. So you're going to call him back and he's going to go, sorry. I yeah, I, I'd finish the... Cut I, to the chase. That's just me. I try to finish it up right there. I want to be quick and clean with it. The quicker I can get it done, the, move, the quicker I can move on to something else. Oh, okay. so, oh, yeah. But I'm just talking, I, he's right. I was talking headliner as opposed to feature. I, I keep forgetting that. I'm so sorry, guys. All right, so a uh, couple questions and we're going to wrap it up. Jamie Ward from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for that. This has been fantastic. Uh, I was working outside this part of the uh, beginning of this, so this is already Ashley shut me up. If we don't have like TV credits, 
specifically, uh, what is the best way or, or best like next thing to try to get into a club or market to meet a company? Have you won the World Series of Comedy? <laughs> I lost it so bad they made me host. Uh, okay. Well, even host of the world host of the World Series of Comedy would be a, 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 a acceptable credit for the crappy gigs I have. <laughs> That's great. Just driving by the World Series of Comedy. <laughs> So funny. No, okay, so I'm gonna plug my own podcast. Uh, I'm gonna be podcasting all week, and any of these questions that you guys want to ask, my, my I'm gonna set up a table. I'll be live. Uh, my podcast has had the biggest comedians in the world. I'm talking Kevin Hart, Jim Jeffries. I mean, you name it, Ralphie May four times. Anybody uh, that wants to be on the podcast, I'm gonna be set up probably out here in the lobby. I think right. Yeah, well, anyway, you can ask me these questions one-on-one, and I'll, I'll give you, like, you know, as much information as I have about it, so you guys can all be part of the show, and uh, I'm going to be here till Thursday, so I hope you do be part of it, but going back to what you said, if you have, like, nothing, you better just get out to the club and do five minutes at a club, like, and try to get, bring your A game and have people, the buzz will start, like, the club itself will have little, little trolls in the club that's watching, believe me. At least I do. All right, so I think that wraps it up for us. Let's uh, give a big round of applause. Thank you for following and If you guys can gather up the program books that are on the table and pass them backwards, Ira and Mike, grab them for you guys. You can take them. So you're take them with you. Also, straighten your chairs up. Okay. That was fun. Yeah, you, you moved on, you moved on.